Hey everybody and welcome to another Torn Up interview and as always we're so appreciative of the artists that take out time to speak with us here on the show. Now as you know my music, my musical taste is wide but the thing I love is hearing new music or music I haven't heard before and when I do it's, it's such a thrill and here is um, a band that I've only come across in the recent past and I've been so impressed. And uh, they're really a wonderful bunch of people. They're producing music that really reaches into your heart. So will you give a big welcome to Sleigh Boots from New York City? How are you girls? We're good. Hey, good. Jerry. Listen, first of all, it's great, it's great to chat with you. And I mean, look, I'm so impressed by what you're doing musically. It's so uplifting and, and you know, God knows we need that in, in these current times. So I'm, I'm going to ask all of you individually just to tell your story about the involvement of music and what has happened up to this point. And I suppose, Tiffany, I'll start with you and let you tell the story. And then in turn, everyone else will tell theirs. And then we just have a good old general conversation. So, Tiffany, over to you. Thank you, Jerry. Well, my name is Tiffany Lyons, and I am the lead singer of Sly Boots. Um, and how music started for me? Um, I, I think it really started... Um, I, I am an army brat. My mom is a retired lieutenant colonel, and it started with road trips, I think. And at a young age, my mom always had the the CD deck ready to go um, with her favorites, Smokey Robinson, uh uh, Gloria Estefan was also a, a favorite in the car. And it got to a point as I was growing up of my mom would be asking me, what are your CDs? And I remember our first trip to the military base, uh, to the post exchange, and me picking out my first albums. And obviously, being young at that age, it's, it's a lot of movie soundtracks. Um, but I remember one in particular uh, I picked up because I liked the artwork. And it was the Great American Songbook. So it featured, obviously, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Perry Como, um, and a lot of jazz greats that began to sing the American Songbook. And from there, I think... I really developed a very eclectic taste as a kid. And, and I was that kid who, you know, at parties and they would have karaoke. I'd be up there singing everything from country ballads um, to R&B hits. And my love of music just kind of evolved from there. And of course, always keeping at my heart musicals. That was always a really special uh, part of my relationship with my mom is we both love musicals. She took me to Broadway numerous times when we came up uh, to New York to visit. And it kind of just grew from there in school in different choirs. Um, and when I finally came back from college, um, I got really invested into the music community in Rockaway Beach, Queens, um, Rockapulco. And I was actually invited to sing at um, our storied Irish festival um, where I sang Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You. And that's where I was introduced to this amazing musician, Sal Maida, from Roxy Music, Sparks, Milk and Cookies. Um, and after our show and after I performed that amazing song, um, he said that maybe if I was looking for a band, he might have some ladies I should meet. 
And that brings me to today, where two years ago, I went and auditioned to join Sly Boots with Margaret and KG. And from there, we just built a sisterhood. And I think of them as my two older sisters. And we've been playing music and practicing nonstop, rehearsing, even through the pandemic. Uh, we figured out ways to uh, do rehearsals and vocal rehees. And we got to go back out and perform uh, this summer um, a couple of times. And now we're back in the recording studio so that we have some new stuff ready for next year. Um, so we're just super happy uh, to be playing again and, and to be playing together. Um, and I feel so honored to be a part of a band with such amazing and talented musicians uh, as KG and Mags. And they've taught me so much, honestly, not only about music as a whole, but about my voice and how to really expand on the gift that I've been given and to do it in a really healthy um, and steadfast way. Uh, that it's not something you just wake up doing, it's something that you wake up and push yourself um, to make better. Um, so I'm always appreciative uh, for them really helping me find my voice. Um, and this this band has a really special part in my heart and yeah, that's that's where I'm at with music. Uh, how about you, Mags? <laughs> well, that's so lovely to hear. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm Margaret LaBombard. I am the bass player. And I started playing bass um, when I moved to New York. I was living with my brother and I had a broken foot and, you know, no friends. And, you know, I was just like new to the city. And my brother is a guitar player and he was like, yo, Mags, we should start a band up. You know, you've always wanted to play the bass. So we went to Guitar Center and I bought the, a bass. I bought like a little amp, a book. And um, he and I just started playing music. And since he was going out, he made friends with a singer-songwriter and we started our first band. I loved it. I always continued to take music lessons and I became really involved in the bass community in New York City, which I have to say is super, super, super supportive. And it's a great community. And um, Salmeida is a bass player um, that introduced Tiffany to us. So anyway, at, I don't know, years ago, I was playing in a rockabilly band at like some honky tonk in like the Lower East Side. I meet a guy, he says, you know what, I, my good friend is is in a band and she needs a bass player and her name is KG. And so I uh, got KG's phone number or I think I think he might have put us in together, it doesn't matter, but we... We got put together, and then I started playing in a band with KG, and then she and I, we've backed up singer-songwriters, different bands. Like, we've played in many, many, many different um, different projects and throughout the years. And, um, and then one day after playing with, like, a bunch of different singer-songwriters and actually playing their music, KG was like, you know what, let's start our own band. And I'll let KG tell that really cool story. Okay, well, thanks, Mags. Um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm KG Noble. Um, I'm a guitar player in Sly Boots. Um, let's see. Well, yeah, I'll go. I'll go the other way around. It's like um, Margaret and I, as she said, we played for years in all kinds of different configurations, and then we decided, you know, it's time for us to do our own thing now. Um, and fortuitously, I had been involved in a songwriting group, um, which required us to write a song each week, write and record and upload a song. So it was done on the internet um, every week, no exceptions, no excuses. So it didn't matter if you were sick, if you were on vacation or getting married, you had to turn in a song or you were out, out. And then you had to wait until the next cycle. If they had room, maybe they would invite you again. But it was it was pretty tough. So no excuses, one song a week. Didn't have to be a good song, but one song a week. So I had finished doing just over a year of that. So I had over 50 songs. And I was like, yeah, I think we have some stuff to work with. And so we started getting together and doing that. And then at one point, um, one singer we had been working with didn't work out. And all of a sudden, our friend Sal made us, a, you know, I have somebody you should meet. We met Tiffany, and, like, suddenly the songs just got taken to a whole new level. It was, it was just, it was amazing. So we feel, you know, we just felt like, wow, goosebumps in the room. It was like, this, this is it. And Margaret and I were, like, so happy because yeah. we'd played in a lot of different situations. And finally, we had somebody who, like, I don't know, clicked with us and just, yes. Yeah brought a whole new life and dimension to the songs so that was pretty amazing um but as far as how i got into music i uh i didn't have music lessons as a kid um as a teenager i became obsessed with music and collecting records and i became a dj in my college i was a college dj and so um i got to impose my music taste on others which i really enjoyed um and then um i was you know, my boyfriend was in a ba band that became very successful at some point. Um, so I was always around musicians and I was obsessed with music and I really, really loved the sound of electric guitars. But I would listen to it and I was like, ah, oh, I'm too old. I'm a girl. You know, I can never, uh, it's too late. I can't start. And then I, uh, I went to see Aerosmith perform at Madison Square Garden and a friend of mine, um, he had some connections and he managed to get us backstage and it was really cool. We got backstage and it was really small and they had catering there and it was like Cher was there with Bon Jovi and uh, Steven Tyler was there. But the person I wanted to meet was Brad Whitford, who's considered you know, the second guitarist of Aerosmith. But I always, when I listened to Aerosmith songs, it seemed to me like Brad Whitford was the secret sauce. Like he had these amazing parts and I sort of felt like he was the thing that really put them over the top and just made it extra special. So I was excited to meet Brad Whitford. And he came out and I talked to him and I told him about how, oh, you know, I've always wanted to play guitar, but it's too late and I can't and blah, blah, blah. And he was super nice. And he talked to me for about half an hour. And he really encouraged me, and he said, no, I think you should. I think you're going to really love it, and you're going to enjoy it. And he told me about, you know, the guitar that he was playing, which was an ESP guitar, um, and it was this beautiful seafoam green color. And um, I came out of there just walking on air, and I was elated. And after that, 
I went out and I bought a Seafoam Green ESP guitar and I started practicing. And then um, within the year, I joined a band, barely able to pay, play bar chords, but it didn't matter. And, uh, you know, we started playing Ramones covers. And then from there, um, we the singer turned to us one day and said, we need to write our own songs. And I said, I guess I could do that. And then I... I wrote a song and I wrote a bunch of songs for that band and we played CBGBs and you know the addiction has continued ever since you know girls that's a great story and I suppose the thing that the common thread is that all of you have a love and passion for music and all you really needed was that common denominator of someone just to thread the whole thing together and obviously that's what happened for you and, and, you know, I'm a great believer in, in karma and the universe. And I think when your time comes, you know, things happen uh, and things happen for a reason. And your time happens to be now. Uh, and that's how I feel about it. Woo-hoo. We'll take it. <laughs> uh, tell me something on a, on a more frivolous note, right? The name of the band, just to to to, to change it slightly. How did you come up with the name of the band, Slave Boots? Really good name, but who picked that? Well, you know, picking a band name is a pro- is is problematic, and many bands have broken up over not being able to decide on a name. Um, so we were kind of at that point. Um, and it actually, I subscribed to one of these word a day emails, you know, to brush up on my language skills and keep up with the, the new the newfangled lingo um and sly boots was the word of the day so i happened to bring it up to folks and say well what do you think about this word because i've never heard it before <laughs> and uh it was the least objectionable <laughs> that we had so that was it that was that was the winner so it was it was just that simple um it's actually it's, it's a great story and I mean, you know, like you said, you know, the whole uh, pandemic and, and people being apart and not being able to play, it certain ha- certainly in many ways it hasn't been the best time for a young band to get out there and get on the road and, and you know, improve their credentials. But somehow, and, and I mean, your story is one of many stories where people have found a way They've found a way to do the thing, not like it was before, and, and it is different, and sometimes different hard to adapt at the start, but nevertheless, a way has been found. Because I know there's been albums recorded by artists over the last two years, really, and artists in different countries, you know, recording a the tune, then sending it in and putting it all together. So it's not the same as it was before, but, but it still can work. And I, I, because I'm Irish, I've gone back. There was the Irish connection, Tiffany, at the start, where you sang the Sinead O'Connor song. So what a song to sing. It's, it's, it's a really beautiful song. And, uh, you know, have, have any, any Irish connections? Is there anyone that has ancestors that come from this island? Or is it just an affinity with the, with the people or the music? Well, I... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, no, you go. No, Tiffany. Uh, I have family in actually Northern Ireland in, in County Derry and Eglinton, and I used to go when I was in high school a bunch of times um, and just go there for the summer and experience and obviously travel down the coast and go to Ireland and experience, oh my gosh, the 
the pub life, the music, it's, it's just, it's a whole other world. And to see an entire, an entire culture that's built around uh, communal singing, I think is amazing. And it's just so fun to be a part of, especially going there with my family um, and getting, you know, a little bit of the, of the community connection and being brought in in, in certain ways. So uh, I, I definitely have so much love for, for Ireland and the islands. Um, I, I, I truly love it, and I can't wait for us to be able to go back and get to bring my fiancé there to meet everyone. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Ireland. That's great, and I suppose, yeah, we our, our culture's always been blessed with you know, uh, lots of different strands of music too. The traditional Irish music is is courses uh-huh. there for centuries, but you know, lots of other lots of other genres too. It uh, it's fairly rich in that, and and uh, we're kind of proud of that, I suppose. But uh, music is something that's it's global, it's universal. It connects with us all over the world. And I mean, just like when I heard your music and really liked it, and. And we made contact, and I mean, I have to say, you know, you were so gracious and kind, and and that impressed me so much, even the communications we had. I knew immediately before we even spoke, you were really wonderful people, and I certainly felt straight away that I wanted to make that connection. I wanted to play your music, and I wanted to help you, and that certainly it's been a pleasure for me to do. So tell me something, just just to talk about the music and the band and the stuff you've released, just you have something new out of the minute when we talk about that, but just what has been happening and maybe what hope you hope to do in the not-too-distant future. Whoever wants to take that or all of you, go for it. KJ. <laughs> <laughs> KG, um, it looks like you're up. Come on, tell us the story. Tell us the story. <laughs> okay, of, of the music that we're, we have. Well, what's that? You have new music out now. You have a new single out now. Let's talk a bit about that. And then after that, what you had two others there. And yeah. if there's any other plans, just the three songs, Ray, that have been out recently. We'll talk about them. Talk about the current one, then we go backwards then. Okay, well, our latest release is a Beautiful Loser. And so that's just just come out, or it's just about to come out. And uh, yeah, that's that's a song that um, I think we were all really excited to record. Certainly, um, I think Tiffany related to it uh, pretty quickly, and uh, she just it's she just brings this whole other level to it. It's uh, beautiful losers, you know. It's like as as tiffany likes to say at our shows you know we all know them we all love them you know we all have a beautiful loser in our life you know somebody who just ah uh, they're just so full of potential they're just so there's they're so talented they they have so much going for them and they just can't get it together you know and and sometimes it's just it breaks your heart but they just you can't save them. They have to save themselves. And so it's the frustration of, you know, these these beautiful losers in our lives, you know. So that's that's what that song is, is about. Um, and I think Tiffany did an amazing job of singing it. It just, it gives me chills. Um, so, yeah, so I'm really excited to share that song with everybody. Um, and then we, we released two other songs. Um, the first one was called The Fall, which was really... How did, how did I Fall? How Did I Fall, yes, thank you. Yes, How Did I Fall, 
which was kind of dreamier, but that was more about, you know, how did I fall asleep? So it's a lot of times we end up sleepwalking through our lives, you know, not really paying attention to things. I don't know, just maybe over the years, you know, the pursuing careers or, or trying to get your life together, you just, you sort of fall asleep. And so that's, that's what that song was about. I was just like, wow, you know, kind of realizing that you're, you're, you're asleep at the wheel and, and maybe it's time to, to, to wake up and take some, some control. Um, and then in December, we released a more upbeat song called uh, World's Gone Mad. And that one was more about challenge, channeling this anxiety that I think we've all been feeling recently about, you know, world events, you know, whether it be politics, climate change, you know, health, disease, it's everything. It's, it just feels like there's been a lot on our plates recently and all of us just kind of feel like, you know, you open the papers and the headlines are disturbing and everything seems to be designed to upset you. Um, but then, uh, I think as we said in our blurb, we also tr try to remember that it's, it's the daily moments of connection. You know, you go to your neighborhood store, your neighborhood, you know, bodega, your little corner cafe, and the person behind the counter is, like, smiling and is asking you, how's your day going? And you just, you feel this connection, and it's human. And you feel like, you know, it's all going to be okay. This, this is what it's all about. And if we just remember to do this as humans, individually, in person, one-on-one, -on -one, this is how we make things better. I think I know what you. <clears throat> I think I know what you mean. It's, it's like, it's kind of like as a, as a community, kind of reassuring each other, being there for each other, to encourage each other that you know there are better days, and that's so true, because most of us in life, the most important thing we need is someone to reaffirm, you know, maybe who we are, what we are. And to believe in us, even if it's, you know, it can be a personal thing, it can be a general situation, it can be just generally community. But sometimes we need to hear that from somebody that, you know, the, there is better days ahead. Uh, and it's certainly, it's, um, it's very, very important. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And now more than ever. <laughs> well, I think now, I think that girls music plays such an important role in in feeding our our spirit because you know the spirit is bruised and battered over the last two years and and, and you know hope uh, has been battered a bit too and that you know we thought probably this pandemic would have lasted a few months then it was a year now it's two years and to be honest there's no clear end in sight and we all hope and pray that a way will be found to to live with it is probably not going to disappear, but to find a way to get back to as near to what we used to do as possible, maybe in a different way, but, but as, as close as we can, because, you know, music is, um, music is the food that feeds our soul and our spirit and, and, and it's such an important thing and it gives us hope and it makes us happy and we need that balance in our life because when there's a lot of negativity around you know, it's like the universe has two forces, positive and negative. So to keep that in balance, we need the positivity and bands like yourselves and many others all over the world are all a part of that whole musical force field right over the world that we all feed off. And I think it's a, 
is a thing that happens between even the artists and the fans, whether it's listening to the music on the radio or in particular if it's a live gig, that it, there's a synergy between both and, and both actually, it, it benefits both people. That's how I would see it anyway, girls. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want um, to like share something with you, Jerry, is that in 2019, like right before the pandemic, we had our first show and we actually sold out the club. It was packed. Everything like we played so well. And then we played actually the following night at the bitter end. And then we played... Um, another like music festival in the club downtown. And so we were like, things are great. We're, we had songs we were going to record. We had a blue, like a plan. And then the pandemic hit and the three of us, even though we were all dispersed in different locations, like New York city, I went to my folks house, you, you know, Tiffany was still in Queens at the time. We had a standing phone call every single week, no matter what. And we didn't talk about music. We just like cried and, you know, used each other for support. And it was like that for one year. I remember like, I'm not going <laughs> to comment on anybody else, but like, I remember picking up my bass when we got back to New York and it was time to like rehearse again after we got the vaccines and I was awful. My, my strength in my hands was all, it was so weak. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I have no relationship with this instrument. I have not picked it up in a barely in a year, but cause we stayed connected during that, during, during quarantine, the level of trust that I think the three of us have and we develop really comes out on the creative side because KG writes the blueprints and then we like hash them out and we play the songs and we play and we play and play and we try different things and we contribute and we make suggestions and we take things like we throw the kitchen sink at it and then we tear it back down and the, the silver lining is that I think we had to go slow to kind of go fast in a way. Like we, we, we just really developed, like Tiffany said, like a sisterhood because we were there for each other for so long. And then now we can create music um, in a very safe space. I know. And, 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 you know, that that's a beautiful thing to do too and 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 you know sometimes in life to go through tough times or go through times when people are are under pressure in many ways you know you, you feed off that experience and and even to create music that you know look, look at the blues musicians look look what Look what those people have wrote those early songs. You know, they worked in the cotton fields. They, they, they had nothing except their music. But yet their music still was the... It was the way that they, they expressed all of that. And, and that music still lives. So I, I, I think that the same with you guys or, or bands like yourselves. That, you know, indeed it wasn't easy. And indeed I'm sure you cried a lot, as, as many of us did. Because it has not been an easy time 
for any of us, and I can even speak for myself, if it wasn't for this radio show, which kind of started just months before the pandemic started, started in August 2019, and I know I can only speak for myself, if it hadn't been for this happening and, and the connections and the camaraderie and the people that I've met and the development of the show, it was all positive. And, and if I hadn't had it, I admit I would have been a dark enough place. So I owe so much to music, and I think a lot of us do. And it pulled us out of this in a way that you, you couldn't have believed. And it's a very strong unifying force. And I think the music scene generally will benefit all the more from it when, when we do eventually get out of this. Completely agree. You know, and, and, and you guys are doing something really great. The music is very vibrant. It's 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 so full of energy. It's so full of heart and passion. And and for me, it's an honour to play it. And, and you're great people. I, I can tell from talking to you, you have such heart and souls. And, and I can only see that you will succeed and do extremely well. And certainly as far as I'm concerned, It'll always be my pleasure, uh, you know, to play your music on the show and to track your career and help you in whatever way I can, uh, because that's what this is about. In the universe, it's about giving. And if you give somehow, you get something else back in return. That's how it works. So all I want to say is, you know, it's it's, it's been lovely to speak with you. Um I think that there's something very special there. I, I think you're going to create some amazing music. You already are, but I think the best is yet to come. And I'm looking forward to some very bright and wonderful days for you guys in the band. And I certainly wish you only the best because you so deserve it. Oh, thank you so much, Jerry. That's and and, and on, on behalf of, of, of myself, uh, and everyone here at the station at Radio Home of Rock on behalf of the show producer Colin Mullen thank you so much for doing the interview here the torn up interview it's, it's been a joy and uh, I can feel it I can sense it you know there's, there's so much promise with the three of you and as I say I wish you only the best and thanks so much for doing the interview here with us on the show thank you Jerry. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you. Bye-bye.